And so I think that the fact is that most of what you see of entrepreneurship, edited, pretty podcast interviews, uh, gorgeous entrepreneurs on stages in expensive clothes and beautiful curated expensive photo shoots is not the reality. That is the result. Reality is top knots, no makeup, late nights, early morning, and being glued to a computer screen. So if that's what entrepreneurship looks like for you, you also don't have a gorgeous Instagrammable office and you feel like you're doing it wrong. Let me assure you, you are in good company. Put on a hat, put your head down, get to work. From CEO school, it's wind down Wednesday. Pour yourself a drink and join us for CEO happy hour. As we share the messy behind the scenes, straight talk and real world advice to help you level up in leadership and life. Cheers. not okay. And I'm leaving to take care of myself. That is the text that I sent my husband on January 15th, roughly two weeks before our first live event, um, before COVID. And, um, I was just not in a good place. And this is the side of entrepreneurship that nobody talks about. And we've spent a lot of time talking about all of the tactical things that you can do to grow a team and Inc. 500 best places to work, you know, start, get started with reels, all these tactical things that are really important. And I want to kind of just have a business heart to heart with you today, if that's okay with you, and talk about the side that nobody really talks about, because this is the sort of conversations that I have a lot behind closed doors with my real life entrepreneur friends, but it seems like nobody's willing to publish it on the internet. So here I am airing out my dirty laundry in the hopes that it shows you that actually if you're in a really low place in entrepreneurship right now, or you have ever at any point been in a low place, you're not weird. You're not a failure. You're actually in very good company. This is a very normal part of the process. And I personally would like to normalize this part of the journey. I know this is really important to Sunir and I that if you decide to pursue entrepreneurship, you understand that you are in it for both the good and the bad. It's essentially like wedding vows, right? For better, for worse, we're here. And if you want to be a member of the 2% Club, if you're already a member of the 2% Club, there's going to be times that just absolutely freaking suck, for lack of a better word. So I want to go over our seven myths of entrepreneurship. And these are things that I've really seen come up in conversations with friends a lot. I've seen personally, Sunera has definitely seen these as well. And I want to kind of talk through each one. So myth number one is that you only do work you love. Okay, so most of us became entrepreneurs because one, we wanted to stick it to the man. Uh, We didn't want to do all the grunt work, the crap that we didn't want to do, or maybe you didn't want to have a boss telling you what to do all the time. You became an entrepreneur at some level, whether subconsciously or not, to have autonomy. But the thing about entrepreneurship is there's going to be a lot of times you have to do freaking grunt work. Like it is 2 a.m. on a Saturday night and shit hit the fan and you're the boss. <laughs> you're the one that has to do it. And I think that there's this perception that you get to a certain point and you don't have to do any of the work that's beneath you. In fact, we've had this happen. Like Team members say something um, in the past or I have in the past with our team members say something like, you know, this, this is really 
not part of my scope of work. And that is something that you never get to say as the boss. There is no task that is above or below you. So the fact is you're going to do a lot of work you don't love for a really long time to hopefully get to a place where you do 80% work you love and 20% work that you still have to do regardless of how you feel about it. Myth number two, you do what you want when you want. Okay, so I think that there is this perception of sitting on the beach and just getting paid to do nothing, which is not reality for any entrepreneur I've ever met. Even if you run a 100% automated drop shipping store, you have to do work. I don't care how passive your business model is, work goes into it. And you're going to have to do work when you want to, and also times that you don't really feel like it. So an interesting thing, I grew up, my father was an entrepreneur and he always said to me, Shannon, I'm always working. I'm always on. And I remember thinking that and thinking, I never want that. And yet here I am, but it's true. You have the flexibility to go on vacation, take as much time off as you want, do all these really cool things, but you also have to be available when something goes wrong. And I think there's boundaries and lines you can draw. And this is why having a really strong team is so important. But the reality is you don't only work when you want to. And as much as our team talks about summer Fridays, and we love taking our summer Fridays to spend with our family, there are work weekends where we have to work the entire weekend because we're pushing towards a deadline or because something went wrong and we have to catch it. And that comes with the territory of being the boss. So the fact is when it's 10 p.m. on a Saturday and shit hits the fan, you do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it because being the boss is amazing, but it also comes with an expletive amount of responsibility. Myth number three, once you make it, you're set for life. Okay. All right, you guys, I want to tell you a personal story here. And I've never shared this before, but I was successfully running a wellness studio. Um, this was a couple of years ago, well before CEO school. I was a dietitian and I had this brick and mortar business. And it's a small town where I live. I don't know what you know about small towns, but when something happens, everybody knows your business. So here's what happened. I was running a wellness studio. We had pop-up dinners. We sold digital wellness courses. um, And we were selling physical goods. We had a cold-pressed juice shop. And I had a partner at the time who was a chef. And uh, it was a very successful business, um, both uh, financially, all the things. You know, the juice with the partner was a startup. So it was a separate business than my established nutrition, simply wellness business. And, um, I've never failed so publicly in my life. I don't know how else to put it other than that. The whole thing freaking blew up and it happened fast and everybody talked about it. And it's funny for me to tell you on the podcast now, because like probably none of these people are even listening, but I was like the talk of the town and not in a good way. And I just, um, I mean, I have my side of the story to tell and maybe one day, well, today's not that day, but I've always been told, you know, the person who keeps their mouth shut is the one, that's how you do things. So anyways, partnership blew up, business went to crap. One day we were selling cold pressed juice. The next we weren't. And the whole town was gossiping about it. And here I am a successful, established, multiple six-figure entrepreneur who publicly failed. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Truly. It was an incredibly embarrassing experience. And now I look back and I just like want to say thank you. That was the 
best business school I ever could have gone to. I learned so much from that experience. But I remember my sister sent me a podcast episode with um, a chef. He runs uh, Mama Fuku in New York, David Chang. Yes, David Chang. And um, he talked about how he'd had all these successful restaurants. And then, you know, you, you start to play bigger right? When you've done something well, you start to take bigger risks and bigger risks. And he had this big public failure. And I think there's this expectation that just because you did something well one time, you're going to be successful the next. And what this experience taught me was to be really careful about pouring money into new ventures just because I'd had success in the past. And so I still continue to bootstrap everything because of this experience. But what I'm trying to say is I had made it. I was successful. And I lost everything in a day, literally everything, my brand, my reputation, my revenue. I had $30,000 of business debt to pay off and absolutely no idea what was next for myself. I'm so grateful for this experience. It taught me so much. But the fact of the matter is you can fail very publicly, long after making it. So every person living in reality knows it could all go away tomorrow. It gets easier, but it never stops being hard work. So this perception of, okay, this person has made it, so like they're good. No, I promise you that fear of failure is honestly probably never going to go away. Maybe it does for some people, it never has for me, but I think it's important to have that little fear of failure because that's what's going to keep your gut in check and make sure that you're coming back to your intuition and staying aligned and not just pouring money into things because everything you touch turns to gold. Because the truth is, it's not true. And I've talked to all of my successful entrepreneurs about this and every single one of them has had some sort of public or private failure long after making it. So just because you've been successful at one thing does not guarantee everything you do next to be successful. And that's okay. All right. Myth number four is that entrepreneurship is super Instagrammable. Um, in fact, I remember when I was first starting on social media and entrepreneurship kind of at the same time, all I saw were these gorgeous offices that I could not afford if my life depended on it. Truly. I was working at the kitchen table. I had a baby underneath me. I didn't even have enough for frames from Target, let alone an Instagrammable office. And I remember thinking I had to have an Instagrammable office to have successful business. And it's really a massive misperception because the reality is that entrepreneurship is sitting in front of a computer screen with no makeup. It's working late hours, early mornings, late nights that nobody sees. Nothing is, that's not your marketing, that's the life, right? And so I think that the fact is that most of what you see of entrepreneurship, edited, pretty podcast interviews, uh, gorgeous entrepreneurs on stages in expensive clothes and beautiful curated expensive photo shoots is not the reality. That is the result. Reality is top knots, no makeup, late nights, early morning, and being glued to a computer screen. So if that's what entrepreneurship looks like for you, you also don't have a gorgeous Instagrammable office and you feel like you're doing it wrong. Let me assure you, you are in good company. Put on a hat, put your head down, get to work. Myth number five is that you make infinite amounts of money. And I actually, this one, 
want to talk about this because I feel like people from the outside looking in just don't get it. And no matter how hard you explain it to them, it's like your friends just never get it. Your family never gets it. If you were to tell your friends or your family, or maybe you post on Instagram because you do B2B, that you had a business to business company and you're talking about how much money your business made. If you had a $10,000 a month, that does not mean you put $10,000 cash in your pocket. It just doesn't work that way, right? If you have a $10,000 month, maybe you have to pay uh, team members, maybe you have to pay for software, you've got overhead. Maybe at the end of the day, before taxes, you're bringing home $6,000 a month, right? So you're probably making like a normal salary if you're making $10,000 months in your business. And so I think there's this myth because all we see is people talking about, I had a quarter of a million dollar launch. I had a six figure launch. I had a $10,000 launch, whatever this number is. These are the numbers that we see. So we have this expectation that the seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, six figure entrepreneurs that we look up to are making six figures or that the seven figure entrepreneurs are making seven figures. Hi, hi. Let me tell you, that is not true. Money is a finite resource. And every entrepreneur I know who runs a successful company is either currently at this moment or has been at some point stressed about cash flow. It comes with the territory. Money is a finite resource, no matter how much of it you have. And what I can tell you is the bigger your business, the bigger your expenses. (laughs) And so I remember talking about some friends about this at the beginning of COVID who had $50,000 a month payroll expenses and all of a sudden nothing coming in the door anymore. You know, doesn't matter how successful your company is, this idea that cash just infinitely comes to you is not true. And so if you're currently stressed about cash, one, you're in good company. If you have been stressed about cash at some point, it's normal. And to all of your friends that believe that you just make infinite amounts of money, you just print money, it doesn't work that way. Um, And I think that's something that when you understand going into entrepreneurship, you realize what you're signing up for and you're really getting the good with the bad. All right. Myth number six is it's easier when. I cannot tell you how many times I've thought this in my business. When I just finally make X amount of dollars, it will be easier. When I just finally have an assistant to help, it will be easier. When I just finally figure out Instagram marketing, it will be easier. No, no. At first, sales are hard. And then you figure out sales and then sales are easy. And then operations are hard because now you have to keep up with all the sales that you have. And then operations are easy because you figure it out. And then hiring is hard because you have to create SOPs and teach someone else how to do what you're doing and also keep them motivated about the bigger vision and also bring them on and have them motivated about something other than money. It is a constant, constant learning curve. And that's actually my favorite part of entrepreneurship. And if you are a true entrepreneur, which if you're listening to this, I think that you are, whether you've started a business or not. The learning curve is actually the game. It's the fun. I literally get so excited about learning the next new thing. And maybe it's the inner athlete in me. I'm so competitive, but mastering a skill and then getting into the new challenge is the most fun thing that I will ever do in life. And so if you're in a place that you're saying, hey, it's going to be easier when, let me tell you, it's not. It's a constant learning curve, but it is so rewarding and so fulfilling And it doesn't get less stressful, but you get better at managing the stress. It doesn't get easier to learn things, but you get better at going into learning curves. And I really do think it's a growth game that no other experience in life gives you. And I think it's one of the best. The last myth is everyone else is doing it better than you. Okay, I want to level with you. 
I still look at everyone else's business like this. Like, oh, their operations, their playbook must be impeccable. They're so organized. Or, oh, their sales system, they just are sales experts. That's got to be so good. Or their content game, I bet they get 60 days of content in a day because they are just the queen of that. The fact is, no one, no one, not even the best of the best has it all figured out. We are all just doing the best we can. So if you're looking into someone else's business and thinking they just have everything done perfectly, if I only had it like that, or someone, please just tell me what to do. You know how to do it. If I could just do it like you, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that no one has it perfectly. There's no such thing as perfect. We're all just kind of doing the best we can with what we have. And the very best thing that you can do is lean into your own strengths and the things that you're good at. And I think especially in this world of coaching, right, we do business consulting and we help entrepreneurs start, grow, scale companies. And one of the things that I like to always say is, hey, I can tell you how we do it. I can give you advice. I can give you support. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what's the business you want to wake up to every day. And that might be different from the one that I wake up to every day. And so you have to decide and prioritize and make decisions based off of what's best for you, not what is the best. I'm going to say that again. You have to make decisions about what's best for you, not what is the best. There is no the best. Everyone else isn't doing it better than you. Their profits aren't higher. Their playbooks aren't better. Their team isn't stronger. They're just doing it differently than you. And that is the beauty of entrepreneurship. You got into this to solve problems, to create solutions in the world that you didn't see that existed. And what's so cool is you have an opportunity to create something in a completely unique way that nobody else has before because you have a unique perspective and a unique view. So those are our seven myths of entrepreneurship. Hopefully those stories gave you a little insight into what it's really like and you feel a little bit less alone. Send us a DM. We would love to hear about which of those one through seven resonated most. And I just want to end this by saying you are doing amazing. It is incredible what you've built. Whether you have an idea in your head that you are slowly working behind the scenes to come up with a launch plan, or you've launched, or you're in year four, five, six, seven of growing a business, it is absolutely incredible what you've done. And I want you to feel so proud of what you've created and know that you are doing an incredible job making a difference in the world and everyone else isn't doing it better than you. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Follow us at CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes that you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building million dollar businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you absolutely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast, why you love the show, screenshot the review, and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way. This episode is brought to you by The Icon Method. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, a designer, nutritionist, photographer, educator, and you feel like the only way to make more is to work more, this is for you. The Icon Method is our proven playbook to win back your time with passive income. It stands for ideation, creation, optimization, and niche. Here's the deal. We love running big businesses, but don't believe that your business should run you. 
And there is a way that you can take your years of expertise and experience and turn it into six and seven figure programs that can change lives in your sleep. Our Icon alumni are running best-selling online courses, membership sites, and digital downloads across every industry imaginable. And we want to show you how to. If you've ever thought about launching a passive program, or maybe you're just curious what this could look like for you, go right now to ceoschoolpodcast.com slash icon. We have an incredible free guide taking you step-by-step through the whole process. This has been completely life-changing for so many women, and we want to invite you to dream bigger and expand your impact with this proven method. Again, that's ceoschoolpodcast.com slash icon.